Thank you for listening to Comics for Fun and Profit. This is Kyle Drew with your sneak peek at next week, episode number 621 for comics originally coming out March the 16th and March the 17th. But before Drew and I come get into what's coming up in your local comic shop this Tuesday and this Wednesday, Drew, do we have anything else coming out in the world of comics? Um, yeah, wait, there's tons of stuff happening. We're going to dig into our... We're into this WandaVision lull now. We had all this WandaVision spec and now we have... We're dry. Yeah, yeah. I didn't. I didn't have a Wandavision to wake up to today, so I filled the void with a um, for all mankind on Apple. Which, uh, ah. re- very good series if you haven't watched it. Um, it's about this. Uh, it's an alternate re- reality of the space race. If uh, we got beaten by the Russians, and how mm. that would ch- have changed everything. And so it's got two seasons. Well, it's midway through its second season, and um, really good. Uh, I, I recommend. That's like the only thing on Apple Plus that I I watched in the last six months. So, um, yeah, not not much else on there. But yeah, now the Ted Lasso's over. Oh yeah, that was great. And there there yeah there have been, but it's just not enough. There's not enough con there. So if it ever goes above my introductory ninety nine month rate or whatever I'm paying, <laughs> the penny maybe in trouble. The peanuts that I'm paying for it, then uh, I'm gonna have to drop it because I'm not using it hardly at all. I read a thing today. I don't know if it's true at all. It was just a meme, but it said the uh, uh, Falcon Winter Soldier premiere is like almost two hours long. Oh, wow. That'll be great. I don't know if that's true. I have not confirmed it. It just, uh, as you were saying that, I was thinking of we got something coming up and I was like, yeah, that's right. I just read that it was like super long, that first one. I am, um, I've kind of purged all the news sites from my uh, Twitter feed. Mm-hmm. Uh, because they've been spoiling stuff with, with no doubt clickbait headlines, so that's been driving me crazy. Um, so I, I don't really follow hardly any of them anymore. Now they still get retweeted by people that I that I know, so I kind of have to do complete media blackouts from mm-hmm. like you know midnight of the night when it's going to drop until the next day, which isn't really that big of a deal. It's not like I'm sacrificing it just to yeah. consciously not look at Twitter. For a little while. Yeah, I can't do Twitter, can't do Facebook, I have too many groups. Pretty much I can do Instagram if I'm, <laughs> I'm still on a media blackout, because very few of what I yeah. Instagram is, uh, uh, would spoil things. Yeah, yeah, so I can't, I can't really even Google anything, because there's too many things that pop up that way, too. Yeah. Yeah, I've got to, um, i got to be careful uh, so that stuff doesn't get spoiled. And, you know, we've got Snyder Cut coming up. Oh, yeah. Um, that supposedly got leaked and i don't know if it's one of those things where it, it quote unquote got leaked or it really got leaked and someone said well i i heard that what is it on hbo max yeah yeah that people they clicked said on they inadvertently just put it up for a little while on accident super early yeah like they, people clicked on tom and jerry and got the snyder cut for two hours or something yeah. um i saw tom and jerry and i did not see any snyder cut <laughs> in it um so over under Tom and Jerry being the better of the dude. <laughs> oh my goodness, I hope not. I mean, nothing wrong with Tom and Jerry. It was fine, you know. <laughs> I, I forced myself to watch all the, the HBO Max uh, simultaneous releases that are in theaters because hey, mm-hmm. I don't have to pay ten bucks and yeah. you know for a ticket and go to go to the movie theater. You want to hear something. a secret, Drew? What's that? I still haven't watched a woman. You didn't, still haven't watched 80... Still it, didn't do Wonder Woman, no. It's gone from HBO Max. It's a, and, uh, yeah, so you can't even watch that one. Um, it was 
No, I can't say that it's a big deal that you missed it. I think you, yeah. whatever whatever format you end up watching it in, I think it'll be fine. Um, it was okay. There's, I heard they didn't lean into the 80s, and as soon as I heard that, I lost so much interest. They, they had some scenes, and then it kind of went away. Yeah. So, yeah, they, that, you're right about that, and which is kind of a bummer. They, that that could have been a lot of fun. Like Captain Marvel with the 90s. Yeah. Uh-huh. my favorite part of that, and uh, how, yes. how much I enjoyed that era. Um, I, yeah, I kind of wish they would have Wonder Woman, and they could have. Um, and maybe that maybe there's a cut, <laughs> an extra long cut that that'll that'll be in. <laughs> yeah. Now that we get into these Snyder cut things, perhaps there'll be a uh, there'll be a Breakfast Club cut of, yeah. <laughs> of Wonder Woman '84. I am I am so optimistic and hopeful. I hope I really hope the Snyder cut just blows me away. Yeah, and, and we're I'm like, Joss like, Whedon is, you know, cancer to the and, DC universe, and, and I'm like, Snyder okay. was right all along. I'm like, okay, they were right. He, that this is this is much needed, and this is the perfect DC. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's going to happen. I think it's going <laughs> to be like when you see deleted scenes, and you're like, oh, I understand why they cut that. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. that would that would have been dumb to leave that in. <laughs> uh, that's what my concern is, but. Uh, I'm optimistic, hopefully optimistic. <laughs> but what happens when 85% of the movie is a deleted scene? Yeah, I think it's going to be over four hours. Right? Yeah. Something like that. You're going to power through, or you're going to take an intermission, or you're going to two-day it? Oh, I'm going to power through. I, wa- I want to watch the whole thing. Yeah, I, that's, I definitely want I don't. I don't want to break it up. I mean, I've, there you go. What else did I watch with intermission? I watched, well, Hamilton has an intermission. There you go. And, um... That Billy Eilish thing. That was also on Apple Plus. I lied. There, there's another thing on Apple Plus <laughs> I watched. The Billy Eilish documentary. Um, and you know what? She's just a dumb teenager. <laughs> uh, spoiler. Spoiler. She's just a dumb little teenager. She can sing a little Turns bit. Turns out if you're not 30, you don't haven't really experienced life yet. Yeah. Yeah. She's just a dumb little kid who can kind of sing. There you go. <laughs> With a half a billion uh, Instagram followers. A few more than us. Just a skosh. Yeah. Hey, you should uh, reach out to us uh, on our Instagram or Twitter or Facebook or send us an email, profit uh, at Gmail, or become a patron at our Patreon page. We would love if you did that. Um, Jason, uh, our buddy, he is a patron. And we have a nearly two-hour interview uh, with Howard Wong and Josh Stafford, the writers of Damned Cursed Children, up on our patron site right now. Um, which will eventually make its way to our feed, but uh, our patrons are able to listen to that right now and have been listening to that, as well as some other mini-reviews and some other exclusive content. Uh, it also gets you access to our Slack channel where you can chat with us throughout the day um, and have... Uh, in- spec conversations with us as you see fit and uh being a being a patron in addition to those things unlocks uh some stretch goals for us and enters you in our slab contest which we're going to be pulling um the first winner of that uh sometime this month probably by the end of this month um end of march we'll pull our first winner um and you're going to get a 9.8 cgc comic uh that your choice of one of the following uh, Dark Tower Gunslinger Born number one, Batman number ninety eight B Matina, Powers of X number two, Red Sonia Age of Chaos number one, Wonder Woman seven six B House of X number five the Flower variant, Catwoman seventeen B 
basket full of heads B number one and star number one the uh, Campbell um, these are all on our social media channels as well uh, with visuals of them in addition to the list so feel free to check those out on our social media channels right um, now your odds of winning are quite good yes um, and you have you have that your, your choice of all those and then once that one once once one of those have been claimed then the next winner will select from what is left which is still cool and we thank uh, patron Adam Pastory for for doing that and for giving away his hard-earned slabs now it's on to we're still making our way through previews we did Marvel and DC the last couple of weeks uh, this week it's image and maybe we add another publisher if we have time heck yeah uh, lots of good stuff in image um, if you're in the catalog it's on page uh, 37 38 something like that and, mm-hmm. and we're kicking off with uh, the good Asian a oh, nine glad you said the title because I thought it was a trap for me and you wanted to get me canceled <laughs> they're all good Asians there you go that's thank you. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, and this is Porn Sack Pichette Shoat. My goodness. That's the worst name in comic. <laughs> it may be in all of media. I, I, the, the writer is, it has to, we, we have to find out how to pronounce that. Cannot be Porn Sack, right? It can't. I would think not. It can't be. It looks like it is, but I don't know. What's this look like to you, Kyle? This is their lead, it's, this is their lead comic. What does it look like yeah. to you? Uh, following Edison Harke, a haunted, self-loathing Chinese-American detective on the trail of a killer in 1936 Chinatown. The Good Asian is a Chinatown noir starring the first generation of Americans to come of age under an immigration ban. The Chinese, as they're besieged by rampant murders, abusive police, and a world that seemingly never changes. Sounds like an interesting uh, time frame for it. Uh, you normally love noir. Yeah, yeah. I think I think I'll probably for sure pick so. Mm-hmm. It's definitely something that I, I'll probably. Re- I'm not. I just don't remember a lot of porn sack stuff that I've read. Yeah, <laughs> you know. So I'm looking at some of the pages, the art pages. They all look pretty good. Um, that style's fine with me, and it looks noiry. So mm-hmm. That's pretty. Uh, then we shoot down to uh, another gym of the month. This is. Uh, time Before Time. This is De- Declan Shalvey and Rory McConville uh, working on the writing together with artists by, art by Joe Palmer and Chris O'Halloran. This is sci-fi crime. And uh, it's uh, 2140. And to escape a world with no future, many turn to the syndicate, a criminal organization who for the right price will smuggle you back in time to a better life. Um that's cool. Where are you going, Kyle? Where are they smuggling you? I've gone to the. I'm going to the early '90s. Nirvana's still around. <laughs> I've still got a a beautiful flowing head of hair. The world <laughs> and is I my know oyster. to invest in Google. <laughs> the world is my oyster. I have no internet now. I have no internet. Oh yeah. No emails to check. Um. So is that okay? But that's where I'm going. I'm heading back there. I'm working at the record store. You know. <laughs> Listening to a little Alice in Chains uh, on when it's my choice to pick uh, the the music we listen to. That's where I'm heading. Uh, where are you going, Kyle? Ah, uh, wow. I'm going like straight fifties. <laughs> wow. I think yeah. it, that didn't say in your lifetime. Is it my lifetime? Yeah, yeah. Pick, yeah. So you got it. You got like eighties, early eighties up. 
yeah. to choose from. I'm going straight 80s then. <laughs> you are. Yep, send me back to the childhood. <laughs> we get, when we open the uh, Super Nintendo. Yep, get at least 86. It has to be at least 86, so I at least have the NES. The, the, you're okay with the first Nintendo? Yes. <laughs> now, Super is my generation, but as long as I have the original, S, or original NES, I'm fine. Got to get beyond the Atari to the NES. To the NES, yes. Gotcha. That's where life begins. <laughs> I think, yeah, some say it's at conception, but no. No, no. It's, no. <laughs> it's at the yeah. At the Nintendo Entertainment System. <laughs> That's awesome. Do we have uh, pages for this? I haven't seen any. Oh, yeah, yeah, we do. It's 1987. There That'd you go. A, that would have been a perfect one right there. And I like they like straight Miami Vice, it looks like. Yeah. Yeah, so Declan, good job. You got me. I'm excited yeah. about this. Definitely going to check uh, then we go to Aquarius, the Book of Myrrh, number one. Uh, I'm getting crushed. Another difficult name. <laughs> I'm getting crushed by these artist names. This is Afua? No, Gnocchi? Yeah, you don't Rich- have to do the middle. You can just do Afua Richardson. Afua Richardson, not Gnocchi. Um, and this is a fantasy, sci-fi, historical fiction. Uh, oh, this is uh, someone from Lovecraft Country. Uh-huh. Uh, one of the show people in that. That's cool. Uh, modern retelling of mermaid myths and legends from all over the world. That's kind of neat. I yeah. like that. And so this is an original character. Um, so yeah, I would. I'm going to jump on this because this seems interesting. And probably going to get optioned, and we know where it's going to go. Yep, exactly. It's going to be an HBO series. So um, we've not explored mermaids since Splash uh, in 1984 or whatever with Tom Hanks, right? So yep. I like that. Uh, then we have uh, Made in Korea, a six-issue miniseries with writer Jeremy Holt. This is uh, talking about quick start guide for your proxy. Step one, remove box, power on, raise your... Tr- oh, I like that. So it's like robot kids. There you go. AI kids. I like that. Uh, art style is pretty cool. I like it. And I'm seeing a lot of these things with image books where they're talking about retailers. This is a no-risk number one title, so I'm assuming they're giving returnability for all number ones. Must be. Must be. It seems like so. Uh, uh, image is really throwing down the gauntlet and saying, just order them, and uh, I hope you can sell them. I, I like that. Uh, it kind of devalue. Does it not devalue the second print, though? Because it's not. maybe they've over-ordered. Yeah. Well, I guess if they've overordered, they should have them. So you wouldn't need a second print. I don't know. I don't know. I'm on the fence. Like, like they, there was news that Berserker is going to a second print. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And how many did that freaking sell? 615,000 or like that. Yeah. Um, you know, and they sold all those for the 1 in 1,000 uh, variants. And, you know, they're just sitting there in a box. They didn't sell to, yeah. to real readers. So they're just sitting there in a box. So we're really putting a, a second print out. And I mean, hypothetically, based on sales, yeah, it would warrant a second print, but there's going to be very few people that I think reach for that second print. So I think the print run on that second print is going to be tiny and therefore make it spec-worthy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's demand for it. Okay, there's demand for it, but why is there demand for there's it? There's demand for it only based on the fact that everybody pulled so much for the first one, which the... you would think would lead to a second print, but I don't think in this case it really does. Well, the ones that... um. Well, I mean, some stores are going to have too many, and I guess there's stores that don't have any. So, and they're yeah. not, and they don't know each other or talk. Yeah, yeah, okay, that makes sense. 
And after a couple of ongoings, we've got a Cinder and Die and Aaron the High Team. Good, good books if you read. Yeah, resolicit of the new, the new arg for a cent. And then we get to Hey Kids Comics Volume Two: Profits and Loss. This, this, you loved the first one. Of those. I loved the first one so much, and I am. I might have been about myself. I don't know if anybody else even talked about that book. Mm-hmm. I just love that it the the characters that were all kind of referencing real creators from days gone by like allegories of them <coughs> just really cool to see that side of the industry it's i mean it's fictional but it's based in something yeah you know, I was say. and so this i'm glad they got a volume two uh so this was good shaking for me uh and i'm looking forward to it i'm glad that, i think they added a couple of issues too i think the last one was only a four issue that sounds right and this oh, we're getting a little more of it uh, we got Caledelphia 13. Then we're going to get uh, Manifest Destiny 43. Both of them starting new arcs. Man, Meta- Manifest Destiny seems like it's still doing good. I just, that giant that giant gap bucked me off and I never ran back. Well, I was there was a, a doc. Like, the Sci-Fi Channel does a lot of comic book docs. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if they, it's just for their website or whatever. And I just watch them on you and go down those rabbit holes for hours at a time sometimes watching uh, comic book docs and they had something with robert kirkman talking about you know the kind of comics that he has at skybound and this is a skybound and you know some of them are highly profitable ones and do really well and no-brainers of course he would he would have them and some of them are just concepts that he really likes and they would never get published by anybody else anywhere, and they're not going to ever make any money. But he mm-hmm. wants to publish them anyway because he likes the or the creators or the concept. I think this might be one of them. Yeah. Um, because there is no way with the sales that when we used to see sales um, that Manifest Destiny should still be being published because mm-hmm. it was like around a thousand, wasn't it? It 15, wasn't much. Fifteen hundred in sales. And that was back in the 20s. <laughs> and now we're in the 40s. So mm-hmm. uh, I, I just think it's a loss leader that people in the right place be- love it. And that's good because I love it. And I haven't seen one forever, it feels like. So mm-hmm. I'm excited that it's back. You know, go, it's my my quarterly plug for go grab the nine ninety nine trade f- for the first six issues. It's awesome. Or, yeah. the, or the 99 cent uh, issue one issue uh, and this this was a, a comic very much designed with the issue by issue format because it had cliffhangers every yep. 26 pages so every yep. every every uh every floppy ended on a big splash page for the next thing and it always was like whoa well, i'll be grabbing that next one that's for sure yes um and then we go into north force zero issue this is um an eric larson book very reminiscent of Savage Dragon. I'm guessing it's a um, that is Savage Dragon, a, a Savage a, a Savage Dragon super team that's like Alpha Flight. That's uh, what I was thinking. I'm, yeah. I'm guessing. Um, looks fun. This may have already this may have already existed in the Savage Dragon. Says something about mm-hmm. Savage Dragon 259. Um, yeah, reformatted Spotlight the team. Yeah, so they're gonna expand it a little bit into its own uh, issue. Uh, that's fun. Glad to see. Eric Larson uh, stretching his wings a little bit and doing more doing more work. That's... Stretching his wings a bit. Uh, doing more Savage Dragon. Well, so. yeah. I mean, I, I always loved his Spider-Man stuff back in the day. Um, mm-hmm. I, 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 I read some Savage Dragon, but it was never really much. Yeah. 
Uh, then we get into uh, Stillwater, number seven. This is I love. I love. It's going to be a great. I know it's going to get optioned by somebody somewhere. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a great series. And he, this is this is uh, Chip's yeah. second arc, so we'll see if he had anything beyond the first. <laughs> yeah, I hope so. Uh, it must be doing okay. Crossover, the, the first volume's out. Uh, this has been fun so far. I'm, I think I'm only on four, maybe. So, I read the first one and yeah. I, I liked it. For no reason I didn't. Yeah, it gets better, um, especially if you've read the source material that it makes appearances. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a lot more fun that way. If you don't know some of those, maybe it doesn't make as much to you or it doesn't really hit us, hit home as much. It's pretty fun. Ooh, hardcover number two for low. That's cool. Low 16 through 20. Yeah. Yeah. I finished up. It was, I liked the ending a lot. What was the, what number was the last one? 26 last one? Or no, mm, it went longer. No, that might have been it. That might have been it. Is it? Okay. Yeah. That might put it. Put yeah. It, yeah. That's the end of it. 26 the end. Yep. Put it right towards the end. Looking forward to that one too. And I'm not sure what's a spring what's spring into action. Oh, this is a bunch of of trades being offered again. Yep. The old Chrononauts and some stuff, Motocrash, Girl Babstar. Well, some of this stuff could have fell through the cracks and now you get a chance to take a look again. We stand on guard, pick that up out of the pile. Yeah. Huck, highly recommend as well. Bliss, I miss Bliss entirely somehow, and its final mm-hmm. its final issue is it coming out. <laughs> Oops, sorry, Sean. Was- yeah, I didn't mean to. Got a deadly class sighting coming up. 46. That's great. Yeah, yeah that's great. Um, Department of Truth, well received. I've heard great things. I need to probably go back. I'm enjoying Firepower still. Yep. Don't sleep on issue two of Jeff Johns' is Geiger. Yep. Another and cl- we're still getting three covers for Geiger, so that's awesome. Is ha- did I know Ha Ha was a six issue series? I think I probably said four issues, and I must have been wrong. I me- mm. I remember saying it was a four issue, or thinking in my head it was a four issue, and I don't know if I yeah. heard it and they changed their mind, or I just misheard. Could have been either one. Little column A, little column B. Yes, exactly. And those two, those number twos there, Helm, Great Castle, and Home. Mm. Uh, I'm not familiar with those so i'll wait until i read those first issues you doing the cover b jules verne's lighthouse number two as well i mean i don't i don't i don't understand why you like with all the data we have on miniseries uh-huh and the this the the struggles it is to sell a miniseries why you would why you would sell your comic as a mini i mean just roll the dice and hope for the best right that's what i would say and you can always kill it at the end of the arc and, you know, you'll have the sales data by then to, to know. But why would mm. you? I mean, unless they just have a little tale to tell and that's it. They don't want to tell any more than that. Or they know. Man, not... but if you hit, you know, 50,000 copies on that one, that first one, you know you're, you're pushing forward or you have the ability to burn. But, but, so, but so, yeah, but if, but if you've already called it a miniseries, then what have you? what are you doing? Are you relaunching it again? I mean, I know things like Top Cow, their model has always been make a mini and then relaunch a mini with a colon, and then know that your number one's always going to sell more. So the yeah. ability to put out a second number sure. one yeah. in a series is always going to jumpstart your project. There's post-American. Behind on Scumbag, i got to catch up. Mender. Good remember. Sorry, good um, Yeah, I mean, how much of his stuff have you read, do you think? Have you read um, Black Science? Yeah. Uh, you, are you current? Nope. Okay, I, I I fell off of it a long time ago, and 
it's one of those that I have sitting there like in trades mm-hmm. in a stack and I caught up. I've heard great things. Yeah. Uh, what was the other one? Like Deadly Class, I love and I'm currently Deadly Class. You know, and I liked Old Guard. Yeah. Was that recommended? Was it? I think so. Maybe. I thought I was thinking it was like Miller, Mark Millar, but maybe you're right. It got option quick, right? Oh, yeah. And you watched the movie. Yep. Yeah. Hold uh, Silver Coin is a Kelly Thompson. That looks interesting. Spawn. We get I'm curious to see Bjorn Berens. Yeah. Enjoying those. And for March, we are uh, we are soliciting Walking Dead Deluxe 14 and 15. Uh, mm. Just two covers, Kyle. Oh, wow. No, there's a cover C. Come on now. Oh, there it is. Yep. You're right. Yep. And a, and there's four for 15. Four for 15 as we ramp towards 19. <laughs> oh, well. I thought I'd save three bucks. Not going <laughs> to not gonna happen. Ain't going to happen. And that is all we have in Image, Kyle. We spent a lot of time in Image. We better not go on to another publisher. We did. <laughs> but some, some nifty stuff in Image, some... Uh... Some good new arcs starting if you want to jump on. A few new titles that are hitting. Uh, some good trades and hardcovers being offered. Um, trying to get Image back to what it used to be for us. You know, and it, this is a pretty healthy offering, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking at this and I'm, I'm reading about half of it already. Yep. And then there's some new number ones to sample. Uh, so, yeah, it's pretty solid. I, I think it's rebounding over, I guess, what was it, the the bad times would have been 2020, 2019, everything. Everybody's mm-hmm. bad times. Yeah. Maybe 2019, it was not, not putting out a lot of good stuff, but it seems to have really picked up again. There you go. Um, now let's take a look at uh, some of our hot comics over at the Hot 10. Yeah, let's head on over to our good friends at comicbookinvest.com and find their Hot 10, the one that they put out March the 12th. 2021 and let's see in their number one spot they have spidey super stories number one a gene thomas written thing 35 center um well merc merc and not mentioned this as the first black spider-man seems more like the more recent spider bite story a couple years ago while it's cool information i'd say this is more of a side note than anything but the price of this has jumped from $10 to over 100 depending on the grade. Miles is still the book to be putting your money. Yeah. Um, uh, what, but yeah I mean, this is an old Marvel Comics and the Electric Company. Yeah, I mean, why would why would this jump? What? I mean, just people specking and talking about this being technically the first Black Spider-Man. Okay. They just realized it? I guess that, yeah, they're just realizing it and just stirring the pot on it. And a few people are like, well, I guess I want that too. Yeah. I, guess, I mean, I guess. Hey, go read some of your old comics and then point out something that's in them. Yes. <laughs> and then see what happens. Maybe that comic will rise in value. There you go. At rank two, we have Kanto number one. Our little guy looking for a heart is back again. Now with an official cartoon announcement produced by Will Smith. Anyway, first prints more than double to 150 raw, and second prints doubled as well to around 25. I think I still have this. Well, you should not. For 150 raw, you should be selling it. I should be, yeah. Double. Pop kill number one, the Adam Hughes Kickstarter variant. So here we have a Kickstarter book. 200 to 250 is pretty impressive bump from $40 buy-in. This is reminiscent of Hughes five years ago. I like it. That is very nice. Yeah. It's an interesting cover, that's for sure. 
At rank 4, we have Captain America 323. All-time highs of 600 for 9.8, 350 for 9.6, and 154.9.2 are being hit because of the first appearance of John Walker in the upcoming Falcon Winter Soldier show. So Marvel released four posters for the show, and John Walker wasn't one of them. But Sharon Carter was. Why is it TOS 70, Tiles of Suspense, I assume, 75, seeing the same increase? It is just that much harder to find, maybe? At rank 5, we have Powerpuff Girls number 1. Still not sure how this will work as a live action, but it is cool a cool cast, so we will see. Prices have risen to about $60 to $75 for a Raw, while their first actual appearance is in Cartoon Network starring number 1, um, is less than that at around $50-ish. Chalk this one up to reason number 319 of things that I just... Don't. So Powerpuff Girls number 1 is spiking... But the first appearance of the Powerpuff Girls is not. <laughs> Make sense? No. It's, well, I mean, it's like a Dark Horse Presents 24 yeah. and versus an Aliens, right? Yep, exactly. At rank six, we have Action Comics number nine. Grant Morrison writing this from 2012. This had settled to $50 raw range, and for some reason it is now selling for 125 to 150 And a 9.6 sold for $500? I truly have no words, and if you find Final Crisis number 7, there is no doubt that that is the first appearance. At rank 7, Drew, we talked about this book, Nottingham number 1. Wow, off to the races and selling for $35 initially. Has anybody even read it yet? The concept of a violent take on a tale of the rich, of take from the rich, give to the poor, is that what drives these super high sales? We did like this. We did like the concept a lot. Yeah, we thought it was cool. We Sounded were great. At rank 8, Daredevil number 9 from 1999, the David Mack written Joe Quesada, Jimmy Palmiotti run. In a blink, this really expensive $50 book has almost doubled to just under 100 bucks for Raw. I know there was talk about Echo coming to the MCU, but I don't hear anything definitive. Did we miss an announcement? Maybe. And another thing, um, Nottingham's on the Mad Cave, is a Mad Cave comic, and uh-huh. I don't believe they are FOC. Uh-huh. Is that right? I, I, I That sounds correct. So you got one shot at... Um, Getting those. Yeah. At rank nine, we have the good old ENIAC number one, Matt Kent, uh, Doug Brainweight. I still stand behind the fact that the release of this issue was a fiasco and retailers weren't happy. And if it continues, they will just drop out entirely. If Bad Idea can work out the bugs, and I do hope they can, we need innovation in this hobby. Maybe this will just be a blip on the radar. Up to 140 to 150 do not pay more than cover price for the black version. Print-on-demand is another bad thing for retailers. Uh, how? I don't know. How? Why is, why is print-on-demand a bad thing for retail? I don't know the answer to that. I'm not, I, mean, I haven't really completely kept up with it. Yeah, I mean, just the concept as I look at it right now, I mean, maybe I'm missing something. I guess that would keep... Your first print would be no different than the one that I just had printed up. Well... The, so the black label would essentially be an automatic second print, but with no print run, because you could get one 12 years down the road. Uh, I guess. Interesting. Yeah, because yeah, you wouldn't have to go to your... You wouldn't have to dig through a long backs to look for the second print of ENIAC number one. You could just always call them up and say, fire me one off. Yep, exactly. And at rank 10, Drew's favorite, mm-hmm. Avenger, Avengers West Coast. 
uh, number 56 in this case. We've had a couple different West Coast Avengers flying around here. So this features the first appearance of Dark Scarlet Witch, and the price is going up about 10 to 15 bucks to 25 to 30 bucks raw. In my opinion, I don't think they're going down the road of a Dark Wanda, but I guess they haven't really said whether or not she will be working with Doctor Strange or perhaps against him. So it is still a possibility. And we got some honorable mentions. We have good old Meet the Scrolls number one, the one in fifty Nico Henshiro or Hench Henricon. Yeah, I variant. think so. Yeah. Um, very difficult to find. This was a sixty dollar book in December, then a hundred dollar last week, and a hundred and sixty this week, and now there is only a single nine point eight currently listed. There can't be many of these out there, right? And the other honorable mention, cool stuff. Here we have Uncle Sam Quarterly number five. Dang, when you look at that cover from 70 years ago, not a whole lot more to say. A 6.0 sold for $2,900, more than three times what a 4.0 sold for just last summer. Yeah, Uncle Sam destroying a swath sticker made yeah. out of green something. Yeah, like a 12-foot tall Uncle Sam. That's pretty, pretty sweet. Swastika in. I like that. That's that's a cool thing. Yeah. Um, now we can find tomorrow's uh, hot list in our FOC, uh, fresh from our good buddies over at Deep Discount. Yeah, of course, FOC is our final order cutoff. It's our last opportunity to add a few things we may have missed on our previews run and still make sure we have those waiting in our pull boxes or waiting in our boxes. Uh, when these comics come out, we don't have to chase them. It's awesome that we get a second bite at the apple, we see some art, or we change our minds late in the game, and we have the ability to check these out. So it's very, very cool. Uh, of course, our good friends at Deep Discount Comics, Eric, sends us out a email on Friday with a wonderful curated FOC list. Um, and he also pulls a few things to the surface that he sees moving. If your local comic book shop does not do an FOC list and you want to A, either get on and see what's available on FOCs, or B, perhaps order some through mail order on your own, uh, reach out to our friends at Discount Comics Cowabunga, and they can hook you up. Um, even if it's just to look at the... Uh, the list he's got a really some curated list helps us out here but the things he's tossing around our next batman second son number one of the four issue uh dc series here this is a um digital first that they collect as a um and print after like two digital first and they print it there you go. Um, so i read the digitals already oh how many and they're gonna put like two or three digital firsts like, i think i think, I think they take two digital firsts and make a print out of it i think but that was before they were offering, asking five dollars for one. Maybe in there. it might be. You're right. Because I remember with Injustice, it was like two or two ninety nine. Two or three. Yeah, it was two or three. Yeah, digitals. And then we also have Swamp Thing number two. The Matina cover B is really nice. Matina cover for the Thing series. Um, from Dark Horse, we have Beasts of Burden, Occupied Territory number one. Uh, just the great Benjamin Dewey cover A there. And the can't miss Star Wars High Republic Adventures number three from IDW. Um, this is the one we, you and I, were specking on. We'll have our first appearance of uh, that dude right there, kind of the enemy, I think, of the IDW series. So I want to make sure I have his first appearance. We talked a little bit over in our previews about Geiger number two, and here we have Geiger number one, the Jeff Johns led series um, to not miss out on. 
And then you talked a lot about silver coin number one and how interesting Chip Sadarsky's take on that was before you when we did our previews run through on that. Oh, yeah. King in Black number five. So King in Black winding down Donny Cates, Ryan Stegman, the last issue of that. So if you're reading that, don't miss out on the last issue. Uh, more Star Wars coming out the same week. High Republic number four, the Marvel iteration coming out. Uh, we see our, our, our dude there maybe turning bad. Making his dark side swing, looks like, on the front cover there. And we have Boom Studios rebooting the Magic the Gathering series. Um, with Magic the Gathering number one with a Mateo Scalera cover. And Sumerian Iron Shadows in Moon number one. Uh, the Brian Level cover A from Ablaze. Now we are getting uh, the Batman Fortnite zero point number ones offered again. Yep. On FOC, they want to make sure everybody understands. And I got I got a comment from uh, Mike Myers about this, and he said that the deal with these is you buy this Fortnite comic and you do get a free skin for the game. Oh, crap. I it might sucks. be exclusive. I didn't do enough research because I don't know if there is a skin per cover or a skin... It's just there's just like a, a number one skin is in all of the th- all the three ones or not. I, I don't know that, and I don't no. know if it's exclusive forever or just for the life of this comic or what the deal is. But I do know that there you get a code for the free crap. Thankfully, my kid doesn't seem to know that because he doesn't bother me. From. <laughs> I'm sure, you could well, probably you not... could probably throw money and still buy the skin. I would guess. Yeah, eventually, yeah, right? I'd imagine so. But let's not take Eric's word for it. He pulled eight books, but let's jump in and see what we can find as well. Starting with uh, some DC items that will, of course, be the DC items are due by uh, the end of day Sunday. Yeah, we're getting a second printing for Batman 106. Don't know why. Must have sold really well. People are excited about it. I think I read it. Don't think it was that great, but all right. <laughs> we're relaunching um, Green Lantern with a number one. Not by... Um, Morrison, right? This is somebody else. Thorn. Dexter Soy yeah. doing art, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a terrible cover, so that does not do anything for me. This is part of the Infinite Frontier launch. I haven't given D- Green Lantern a try for a long time since Grant Morrison lost me on that volume. Mm. And um, that jumped into that Green Lantern's... Yes, the, yes. The first of that. And then... So I guess I, I owe... I owe them another try, so I guess I'll give this one a shot. Um, <laughs> I did like, I mean, I did like the some of the other Infinite Frontier stuff that I read. So yeah. I really enjoyed that Zero issue. It kind of like was a little bit about everybody in there. And, um, that was fun, so I'm going to give some of these a shot since I didn't do much for Future State. Yeah. Next, Batman Second Son, number one, this four-issue series. There is a standard and a Ken Lachey uh, cardstock variant. Or Ken Lashley, sorry. Um, and if we look at Batman 107, the one o the one in twenty five, they looks like they've gone away a little bit from their uh, their character creation covers, uh, three or four view of an individual character. One, you know, kind of the bust, and one the stand up, and on the back, kind of the design. I think they call them the design variant. Yeah. Uh, and here we have just a uh, the full bust in sketch. Pretty cool. Very nice. I re- I read the first issue of Crime Syndicate. It was really great. So this is the second issue. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I had a lot of fun with it. I'm looking forward to it. And that one on 25 is Ghost Maker. Okay. All right. 
you sure that's not the reimagined? That's, so that's not the reimagined uh, Scarecrow? Correct. That is Ghostmaker. Isn't there a new, new Scarecrow that looks similar? Maybe. Maybe I'm wrong. Let me know. I mean, there are so many Batman books, and yeah. it could be a different continuity that, I, I, that I'm thinking of. I don't even know. <laughs> I can't keep them all straight. But yeah. DC prints a lot of Batman. I have a confession to mail. What's that? You know how you um, give me crap all the time about my anti-cartoon stance? Yes. Okay, so I broke down and watched The Killing Joke. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. On, on HBO Max. Uh-huh. It was, it was great. <laughs> and but then, they, they went a little weird with Batgirl's relationship. Yeah, that was yeah, that. that was pretty crazy. I I didn't I had forgotten about that controversy. Yeah, and I was like, what? I thought that was great. It You're was, right. It that, was isn't, great. that isn't Ghostmaker. You're right. That is the, the new Scarecrow. Ghostmaker okay. is the vigilante guy with sword. Yes, and so I watched that and loved it. And then I was like, oh no, with Kyle. <laughs> yeah. And so then, like, it, you know, it's just like if you like this, you might like this, and. HBO Max has every D animated mm-hmm. thing. So then I watched the first step of Harley Quinn. Oh yeah, yeah. And I was like, "Oh, this is great." I mean, yeah. it's like dropping f bombs. Yeah. And uh, like, who did, who greenlit an R rated Harley Quinn cartoon? Um, I guess DC did. Absolutely. Um, and I did not hate it. And yep. I was like, "Wow, this is uh, this is this is too bad." I got to tell Kyle that I have. Uh, bursted my cherry or whatever <laughs> on, on these animated uh features and then series and they, there is they, a lot of rabbit hole to go down that there is way too much of it i don't know where to go next um i know i and i owe you some star wars <laughs> yeah um so but uh yeah hbo max is just chock full yeah Holy and it's moly. just sitting there and you're just like well might as well and then you're in yeah it's like well i'll just i'll just start killing joke and see if I remember it. And, like, they added some stuff at the beginning that I didn't remember mm-hmm. to, like, make it into a feature. And But then they then they got there. And I was like, oh, this is great. They are really, they, all the all the major, like, cover images, perfect. Mm-hmm. And and done really well. Um, I guess it got a really bad rap, that that animated version of Killing Joe. Be- I, yeah, because they changed some stuff. But I thought it was great. Yep. Yeah, we and, we and there was no crack at the end. Yeah. There was no crack of the back at the ends. Leave it a little more. Um. <laughs> anyway, sorry, I got a little sidetracked there. Do you have anything else in DC? Uh-uh. I've already moved down into some of the Dark Horse books and looking at the beasts of burden on occupied territories. Is that one of the ones that were selected over there that I didn't yeah, look they, at? Yeah, okay, they, yeah. The cover A was and then out the cover B. Evan Dorkin. Okay. I read the first issue of Dead Dog Bite. And it's a that's Tyler Boss, uh-huh. you know who was with Matt Rosenberg on Four Kids Walk Into a Bank. Oh yeah, um, you remember that art style? How it was like some nine pale grids, and it was kind yep. of a, a, a just a unique style of the way he told it, and it had like a humor in the in the artistry there. Oh yeah, it's just like that. That's cool. Yeah, so it's really good. Um, but with dogs. But not, yeah, I mean, it's not Four Kids Walk Into a Bank, um, but it's Tyler Boss running the show. But I, yeah. I, I really, really liked it in the art style. I, I love his art style. So I'm, I'm really glad I'm really glad I picked that up. And too bad it's only a four-issue miniseries to, to be one. Favorite up-and-comer. Very awesome. Uh, the second issue of War Fallen God. That was your sneak peek last week, wasn't it? Yeah, the first one. 
down in IDW after there. Of course, we talked about Star Wars IDW book and the 10 copy incentive as well. Um, going in on that because uh, a powerful new adversary called the Nihil arrived. So again, we're going to get a first. We got kind of a shadowy little appearance in the first issue. And this is our probably our first full appearance of him. So if you want to have that, this is the place to get it. Kyle, I love the Sandman. Um, yes, you know it was my Vertigo book. You know mm-hmm. it was, you know it was right around the the time when I was reading a lot of those more grown up, mature titles. Correct. DC, you know, and kind of really got me into the hobby hardcore. Uh, Sandman is now crossing over with Lock and Key. I don't That's think they've done that before. No. And not only are they doing that, but Neil Gaiman's involved. So Neil Gaiman and Joe Hill writing together. Yeah. Um, and they're writing a little Sandman lock and key crossover. That's pretty cool. Um, I, I'm interested in that. I hope I could follow because I don't know if I've read some of these other lock and key one shots things that have come out. So I don't know, but I am kind of in- interested. They've got peanut butter in your chocolate. There's chocolate in your peanut butter. <laughs> exactly. And you're still interested in Star Wars High Republic Adventures over at IDW as well as the High Republic main storyline at Marvel. It hasn't spiked near as much as that first issue of the regular High Republic does, but some hidden joy in these adventures. Cool. Uh, For this Geiger, I I still like the Dark Variant. Is that the the blank? No, it's the -the glow-in-the-dark variant. Let me look at it. Oh, okay. Yeah, we liked them back in the '90s too, Kyle. Yep, we liked all these funky covers and you mean a lot. things that uh, were polybagged with a Deadpool card in that's now worth quite a bit of money. Yeah, those things that were silly okay. and stupid and yeah. killed the industry, and yeah. and three quarters of the uh, the comic shops went out of business, but because of those things. Hey, Spawn Number One's worth a lot of money. <laughs> you know, it is again. That's gr- <laughs> it's great. We've got Silver Coin for one. Tula Lote with a really cool looking cover B. I told you how much. Yep. Um, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't look at the. We didn't. I don't know if we saw that during pre. It's pretty cool. And then Dustin Nguyen. No, yep. Maria Nguyen. Maria Nguyen. Yeah, I'm excited about that one. Now, on this Amazing Spider Man 63, the Weaver design variant is the design of our new costume. So while it's expensive and it's a leap. It is the design variant new costume, which I hate. And it's, but it's 50 bucks. Correct. Yeah, I'm not doing that. But it will spike. Maybe. Nope. Just told you about it. When do you think they're dumping this, this new costume? Now. I mean, do you think it's going to stick around for a year? For a little bit. Yeah. We were excited for X-Men Demon Day from our girl Peach Momoko. Yeah. And sure enough, we got two second prints already. Both the J. Scott Campbell and the Peach Momoko going to second prints. Uh, both with different covers. So buy those. So, so, so please buy those. Yeah. Yeah, Kyle, you're the, you're the Marvel guy, man. What's going on? What's in Marvel that I'm missing out on? We're just waiting for King and Black to die and something good to happen in a couple other series. X-Men to do something fun, and uh, we're waiting for the end of Venom to see if anything big happens towards the end of it. Yeah. 
How's and you read any Avengers? No, I dipped in for your uh, your Kanju. Yeah, and then uh, I dipped right back out. Did you? Yep. I don't know that I've read all of them since the Moon Knight yeah. arc. Pichamoko with a cool uh, She-Hulk cover on Avengers 4. I mean, she's obviously not as popular as she once was, but still doing some... You still like her, right? Oh, I love her. She does great stuff. But buy what you love, man. Don't That's worry about right. the money. You can do both. You can do both. Yep. <laughs> it's all for me and Marvel, sir. And we got uh, Casual Fling, the third issue. That first issue was great. I still haven't read the second one. I need to. It's stacked up there. Resistance, I heard, was great. I That's missed, what I was just about to say, yep. I missed out on that first volume and never finished it, so I missed out on that. Let's circle back around to that. Now, there's the uh, Berserker second printing. Kyle, you think it's a foil? Do you think <sighs> we should, uh, this is something to to get? It's, there's so friggin' many of these around. I bought way too many of the first issue. But I can't see anybody needing second prints. So there shouldn't be very many of this second print. It should be a very low print running. Yeah, the, and our discount is not great on it, so it's like a buck off. Yeah, moving on. I'm going to wait to pick up uh, the extra regular number one first prints for a quarter. Yeah. From Boom, we have the Many Deaths of Layla Star. Oh, power new ser- a powerful new series for fans of The Wicked and Divine and The Dreaming from Ram V, Justice League Dark, and Felipe Andrea from Captain Marvel that explores the fine line between living and dying in Mumbai through the lens of magical realism. Oh, Mr. V, I'm sorry. I know Wicked and Divine. I yep. read all of Wicked and Divine. Yeah. Um, and you, are, you, sir, are no Wicked and Divine. <laughs> Well, click that cover B. Oh, I do that. We were talking about. Well, the Death Foil variant. Yeah. That gives me vibes of Wicked and Divine. All right. Never mind. Okay. All right. I did not mean to. Your opinion's not valid. To step where I should not have stepped. (laughs) Maybe it has. uh, Maybe it is the dreaming, though. It does look like the dreaming. I'll give you that. Tom Taylor's Seven Secrets, number seven. Shouldn't this be the. The Secret 7 variant, I would think. So this should be the the one to have. 7 should be a big deal in this one. I would think. I am not big into the Sumerian Iron Shadows in Moon from Blaze, but maybe. Yeah. So this is just another iteration of Conan, correct? Yeah. And that's, yeah, that's it for me. I'm not seeing anything else that that I need to have. Yep. It's for playing. Yep. Good stuff, though. Yeah. A neat little FOC. Things yeah. not to miss. Um, Drew, can you order me one more? IDW Star Wars 3. All right. What do you say? The, uh, th- this is the Avenger. The Adventures. Not the Correct. not Star Wars and, High Republic 4. You want... Correct. A, I want the Adventures from IDW. Um, and it's not the incentive. You want the regular. Correct. Gotcha. I will make it so. Excellent. All right, Drew, now's the point where we should head on into our sneak peek at next week. Yes. Let's start with our DC items. We can find those at LunarDistribution.com, and we will scroll down to our new releases down there. Are they still offering these same second printings, or is that different second printings? Where are you at? For the future state books. Too busy looking at Batwoman Cat or Batman Catwoman. I see Nightwing. 
Superman red and blue. Am I on the right one? Nope, I'm on, I was on the wrong one. Never mind. You, were you in FOC? Yeah, no, no, I, I was on a wrong date. There we go. There's my Nightwing. Tom Taylor-led Nightwing. Yeah, and I think cover A is the one to have. Yep, it's a good-looking thing. Cover A. These have constantly been craptastic. I think we found my pickup. Yeah, and I, yeah, and I think, I mean, a lot of people have got their hands on this ahead of time. Yeah. So this has been given to a lot of people, not this person. I, I didn't get. I didn't get access. Nobody to gave it. us crap. No, I didn't get it early. But a lot of people got it early, and they're raving about it. We've heard good thing. There's going to be a first. We know it's Tom Taylor, so that's plus. Um, yeah. We know there's going to be a first appearance of a dog in there that might turn out to be the new pizza dog. Who knows? There you go. Yeah, we got a lot of things going for it. So, and Ky- it's Kyle's favorite character. Yep. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure you're going to pick this one, so I'm going to yeah. stay away from it. There you go. Appreciate it, sir. Um, and then besides that, we have Superman in Blue, uh, that six-issue series with fresh new vision, The Man in Steel. We'll see how that goes by a bunch of various artists. Anthologies are up and down. We expect this not to be up and down as well. Yeah. And then this uh, is... Did we determine if this Justice League is the first Bendis? I think it is. I think this is the first Bendis. So this is a big deal too. Um, uh, I'm, between Nightwing and just the new Justice League, I mean, that, those are going to be my first reads this week. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to read both of those. I'm excited about them. Looking forward to them. But I but I think it, it's in that order. I think it's Nightwing, then Justice League. Um, which yeah, it looks like the Justice League is doing all these Snyder Cut variants. Yep. And that's all I had from our good friends over at DC. Good week, a good week for DC there. Yeah, yeah, a couple of their big books. An Amazon Prime re-release of Invincible number one from our good friends at Image. Yeah, that confused me greatly during FOC. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, "What is? I don't understand. I don't understand. Isn't this a ninety-nine cent first <laughs> issue somewhere?" Oh, look, Drew, Noctera number one, giving us a glow in the dark variant. It's it's the dark times. The end times are coming. We're in, <laughs> we're in so much trouble. And you know, with I got my vaccine this week. Everything's opening back up. Uh, people are not going to be the, the speculator bubbles. Not going to be as exciting as it was. There you go. Uh, it's all lining up for bad news, man. People are not going to be stuck in their houses. People are going to expect the indoor kids to go outdoors. Yep. I'm looking forward to this Radiant Black. I know I poo-pooed it originally, but I really like that for him. Who would read superhero book? <laughs> okay, that's that's two or three of those that you've had now. you got to stop. You're done. <laughs> okay, sorry. I hit my quota. <laughs> and then and Ultra Mega. We were excited about Ultra Mega. No, we, no, we no, weren't. You were. were yeah, didn't you like the kaiju stuff? I like kaiju. Actually, yeah, this one. Yeah, yeah, this one I was. Yep, 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 yep. I did like this one. Yeah. Some more Walking Dead. Three covers. Three. Down into some Dark Horse, where we have Orphan in Five, Beats number one. Brand new Kung Fu epic from James Stokey, oh, the creator really? behind Orc Stain and Alien. I really like Alien's Dead Orbit. Um, Stokoe's art is really good. Yeah, that's I, what did, I was just looking at. Did we talk about this, or did we miss one? I think we missed this one. So that's a cool one. It's a four-issue series he's doing. Uh for Dark Horse. Yeah, that's cool. So, okay, your Usagi Ojimbo 
the second edition would be the colorized edition, correct? Oh. Okay. So they're offering us now uh, the colored editions, volume 2, 1 through 16, and volume 3 through 6. Or there's a special edition, limited edition as well here. So yeah. If you liked the colored editions of the Usagi Yojimbo stuff, there are some cool trades and limited edition hardcovers of it. I think Stan Sakai ran into some health issues not so long ago. Yeah. And he's like, man, I gotta I gotta sell some stuff. Yeah. And I think that's where we're at. He's just like, oh, what, how many ways can we sell this stuff? Let's do it. Well, the limited edition hardcover is also signed. Yeah. That's out. cool. That's good. Good. That's a good deal. Yeah. IDW? I am looking at the... Well, we like the Sophie Campbell. That was a good cover for TMNT 115. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. And then, of course, we've got the Eastman cover, which I always like. Toka and Razor. I I just every time That's I look the at these first covers, we've seen the Eastman cover though. It's cool. Yeah, yeah, it's a good cover. But I mean, every time I look at these, I I just can't. I think back to my dorm room in college, and you having Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles uh, VHS tapes, mm-hmm. just wearing them out, man. Oh yeah. Yeah, you love that show. Oh yeah. Such a um, cartoon. Kyle is visiting. I was in college. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he wasn't Doogie Howser. <laughs> we on a Marvel now? Yeah, and I'm just so confused by Marvel at the moment. Spider-Woman 10. Bounty Hunters 10. So many things look just more of the same. Yeah. I hate it's... these two-tone variants, so I'm not even going to talk about them. I don't care about Ultraman, unfortunately. I'm struggling with them. I, 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 I mean, I just keep trying stuff and... Like I la- that last Modoc, I I liked it at the beginning, and I didn't like the last Modoc. I'm just not not loving the, the stuff that. Probably worth reading Black Knight just to see what it's got, what Cy Spurrier has for it. You know that's a good that's a good call because he does do. Yeah, so hopefully he brings kind of he can he can write some pretty messed up stuff. Yeah, <laughs> and I would I would really like it if he made like a hardcore Black Knight. Um, if they let it, I think that would be. Really- but that's kind of the extent of myself in Marvel. That's uh, that is so sad. Like the the way that you clamor onto is a Black Knight comic for all of all of Marvel. This gets pretty weak. Next thing I find, I'm all the way down in Boom for Orcs number two for Christine Larson, and down into our smaller publishers. B-Quest looks an awful lot like ElfQuest. Is it, <laughs> yes, is it, it does. Is it a... Uh, Tim Seeley Aftershock book. I mean, do they... Is that on purpose? Or... Because that seems like copyright infringement level <laughs> homage to ElfQuest's logo design. Yeah. Maybe Welcome they're... to the high fantasy world of Tangia, a land where wizards and warriors battle dragons and dark dank dungeons. Where thieves pillage ancient ruins and priests answer the audible words of their god. Welcome to Chicago, Illinois, where the magical items from Tenji are being traded on the black market and are messing everything up. Now a group of Tenji adventurers must go undercover in our modern world to stop artifacts and monsters from falling into the wrong hands. But how will they fare in a world without wizards and warriors, a world without heroes? This is our boy Tim Seeley and Freddie Wimps the second. Yeah, good combo. We've got horror comics black and white. And 
two things alike, black and white comics and horror comics, and they smooshed <laughs> them together and they gave us a three-issue miniseries of black and white horror comics. There you go. Yeah, I'll look at the Hot Valley Days and Cocaine Nights cover. Yes, where are we? It, uh, it's in the H's. Not as risque. No, not quite. Not quite what I want. But with the number two being so sought after, it'll probably give some juice and And there is interest. a nipple in this cover, so I mean, it always helps. Well, nipples always help. <laughs> it's a lot of cocaine. Got that Maria Lovett Psyche number one, Eros Psyche number one, getting four covers. Publisher is this from? Ablaze. That's all I got, brother. You don't want to talk about Wild Bull and Chipper from no, Scout Comics? No, I clicked Comic? on it and quite far away. Yeah, it's part of the Scoot imprint, which is their... It's got to be their all-AG. Uh, I respect the $1.99 price point. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's great. But yeah, that's it for me. All right, Drew, this is the point of the podcast. We're asking for your pick of the week. What's the one book you need to pick? Hold close to your heart because it's going to be the next thing. Spike and be worth money. You have to have it. I think I'm going to go with Justice League 59. And we're going to go with two, two DC books because I'm going to go with Nightwing 78 cover A. I think that's pretty awesome. Yeah, it's been a while since we've done DC and we're going to do a twofer. Um, so DC, we appreciate you uh, switching creators and going in new directions and trying new things. And right now you've hit a, a couple of nerves with Drew and myself and that's a good thing. Yes, definitely. Can't wait to see this Nightwing dog. Yeah, has it, uh, have we built it up almost too much for you? Are you too excited? Like, is there nowhere I, for no, it to go I'm, but down? Still, I, I've never been excited for a, a, a dog, so no. We're well, not so excited no. about, but aren't you excited about Tom Taylor taking yes, over? Yes, that and, I'm very excited about. And, and, and you know it's, but you've heard it's good, so. Is it, it can't be worse than Rick. You didn't like that. No, I hated everything. You didn't like that run I've out. hated everything since like 40 and on. So, okay. I mean. It can only go up. Let's hope so. Yes. So thank you for joining us. Thank you for tagging along with Drew and myself through all of our picks this week. Uh, find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, uh, Gmail. Um, if you pick some other stuff out of this, let us know what your picks of the week absolutely are. Or if you agree and you are as well excited with the direction that DC is going this week, shoot us an email and tell us that because we love a little confirmation that we are thinking the same thing you guys are. So we appreciate it for Drew and for myself. See ya.